0: Linda Green is the inaugural dean of the MSU College of Law following its transition from an affiliate to a Michigan State University constituent college in the summer of 2020. Dean Green's appointment is effective June 1st of 2021, and she comes to MSU Law from the University of Wisconsin-Madison School of Law, where she joined the faculty in 1989 as a full professor and holds the FU Bascom Professorship. She was a visiting professor at both Georgetown University Law Center and Harvard Law School. At Harvard, she was the first African-American woman to teach at the law school, and it's a pleasure and a privilege to welcome Dean Green to MSU today. Good to see you.
1: Oh, thank you so much for inviting me.
0: Could you give us a little bit of your, your background, your career path to MSU, and maybe any past experience with either MSU or the state of Michigan?
1: Uh, As you said, I've been in the Big Ten for three decades uh, at Wisconsin. So MSU has been a big part of that Big Ten experience. I love sports. I was a member of the athletic board at Wisconsin. So the rivalry with MSU has been an integral part of my uh, experience at Wisconsin. I've also been in administration before, I was an associate vice chancellor at Wisconsin, and I was also vice chancellor at UC San Diego. Uh, But the opportunity to be a law dean is so special right now. Uh, All of society's challenges and opportunities require legal intervention and legal reform. So it's a great time to be at a great law school. So I was also excited to have opportunity to do this at what I'm calling my sister institution in the Big Ten. So this was a really great uh, fit for me. Uh, I could go on just to say a little bit about why the University of Wisconsin Law School experience uh, really prepares me to work with my colleagues to carve out a really important role uh, for the College of Law at MSU. At the University of Wisconsin, the law school plays a really important role in the university's intellectual enterprise. There are many examples of cross-college collaboration, cross-disciplinary intellectual work. For example, the law uses other disciplines such as sociology, uh, economics, and philosophy and history in order to examine law, And also the law also contributes to other disciplines with its knowledge and perspectives. So examples I think that people would probably be able to see, easily see might be the intellectual property, law aspects of bioengineering. People are creating body parts or creating machines that interact with the body and they want to protect, their invention so that they can earn money from all of that pre-work so that's the intellectual property side that focuses on how you are able to uh, protect your own ideas so that others uh, will not be able to appropriate them or perhaps the role of labor law in shaping economic conditions i think you can see in these two areas that the law Uh, has an important role to play, and yet the law in isolation is necessary, but it's not necessarily sufficient to really understand what's going on in many aspects of human uh, experience. So our societal challenges require multidisciplinary approaches, and this is a new phase of growth for both the College of Law and Michigan State. I always say that the best law schools are embedded in great universities. uh, And conversely, a university will not be truly great without an intellectually preeminent law school. So that's where MSU College of Law comes in. So I'm really excited to lead the College of Law. But I'm also excited to expand our work with other colleges at Michigan State University for our mutual benefit.
0: What would you say are some of the research and curricular strengths of the MSU College of Law?
1: There's so many, so I, I have to give my apologies to all of my distinguished colleagues because I won't be able to mention them all. And so that's, uh, I have the idea of a podcast that stars the MSU College of Law faculty and staff and students discussing our many areas of excellence. But let me just name a few. We're very strong in innovation and entrepreneurship. We have a Center for Law, Technology, and Innovation. What are some of the courses that are a part of our work here? Artificial Intelligence and the Law, Automated Vehicles and the Law, Information Privacy and Security Law, and we're going to launch an Intellectual Property and Entrepreneurship Clinic soon. We also have Strength in Intellectual Property Law, so that is copyright law for creative works, uh, such as music, such as writing, for example, and then patent law, for example, for scientific inventions and processes. So our legal expertise here will enhance MSU's position as a global leader in many areas that require intellectual property law for their growth and expansion, such as engineering, I mentioned bioengineering, computer science, agriculture, and communications. All of these fields have important intellectual property dimensions. Another I want to uh, mention is our work in Indian law and policy. We have the leading scholars in Indian law and policy at Michigan State University College of Law. We have an Indigenous Law and Policy Center that's recognized nationwide as a center of excellence. Two of our College of Law professors had a nationwide project to compile Indian law in a document that is called the Restatement of the Law of the American Indian. The organization overseeing this project is the prestigious American Law Institute. That is the legal equivalent of the National Academies. It's made up of just over 2,000 members of the 1.3 million members of the legal profession. So it's just 2,000 judges, professors, and lawyers, 2,000 total. And our two Michigan State professors who are heading up this project are members of that institute. This restatement is going to cover a number of important topics. The federal government role in federal Indian law, the powers of Congress, the federal tribal trust relationship, the powers of Indian tribes, tribal economic development activity, including Indian gaming, Indian country hunting, and fishing rights and water rights. So this is a really significant undertaking that's going to shape the future of Indian law for many decades to come. Many of our program graduates have gone on to serve dozens of tribes across North America. They work for indigenous focused law firms that serve both indigenous people and their tribes. They work for federal agencies with important responsibilities in this space. For example, one of our graduates has been nominated to head the federal agency responsible for Indian issues, the Bureau of Indian Affairs. We have other clinics that are really significant. Our civil rights clinic recently has been advocating for people in prison during the devastating COVID outbreaks behind bars. Our immigration law clinic is helping refugees from violence and global conflict resettle in our community. Our housing law clinic is fighting to keep families in their homes throughout the pandemic. Uh, We have faculty members in the forefront of exploring the role of race in criminal justice. We have two faculty members who focus on cases where innocent people are convicted of crimes. They're leaders in the creation of what's called a National Registry of Exonerations, which collects detailed information on people who've been wrongfully convicted of crimes. We also have advocacy programs. Uh, The renowned Figer Institute for Trial Advocacy is one of those programs. We have leading scholars in business and regulatory law. Uh, We have, uh, again, I want to say that We uh, I can't mention them all. I would be remiss if I didn't mention, however, that the governor, Gretchen Whitmer, is an alumna of the class of 1998, just as an example. But we have many other graduates who are doing outstanding things on the Supreme Court uh, throughout public and private law firms in Michigan, as well as around the country. So there's a lot going on. Uh, It's a center of excellence. Um, One of my jobs is to tell that story uh, uh, in every place uh, I am able to do so, uh, but to make sure that the story of our excellence is not only understood on the campus, but also beyond.
0: That's quite a list, and I can tell you're excited to be here, and uh, we're getting to know brand new MSU College of Law Dean Linda Green here on MSU Today, and Dean Green is a leading scholar in sports law. You've done work specifically on Olympic governance. With the summer and winter games approaching, what controversies do you think we'll be hearing about this year?
1: Yes, there will be a few. There always are. Well, one controversy is whether the Olympics will take place at all. Given the current COVID surge in Japan, my understanding is that the many thousands of workers who will be working at the Olympics will not be vaccinated. There's so many unanswered questions about whether the Olympics will take place. There have been sports competitions taking place around the world, but not on the scale of the Olympics. And so that's one. Another is whether the ban against illegal substances will be effectively enforced. That has been a serious problem during prior international uh, competitions, especially at Sochi. Uh, Whether women will be barred from competition because their hormonal levels vary from what is typical in women. And this involves the question whether people are allowed to choose their gender identity, or whether we will uh, approve a biological definition of womanhood for purposes of competition. This has been an ongoing issue uh, over 10 years.
0: And you also write and speak on intercollegiate athletics. What, What are you focusing on now?
1: The really big issue, well, there are two big issues, but one I think people can really understand is whether collegiate athletes will have an opportunity to share in the wealth they produce and whether they will be able to use their images and their likenesses for financial gain. This issue is salient when people compare the salaries, for example, of coaches or of athletic directors with the money that athletes receive primarily for their education. There's legislation in many states around the country that will permit athletes to profit from their images and from their likeness. That means that If you are a popular athlete, you might be able to get a shoe deal where in exchange for an amount of money, you allow your name to be associated with an athletic shoe. That would be an example. Or you might be able to uh, have branded apparel and then obtain profit from the sales of that apparel. So those are just a couple of examples. There's legislation around the country, state legislation, Congress is considering this possibility, and the NCAA has said it was open to this discussion, but now that there is so much pressure, the NCAA may now oversee a process where athletes will be able to participate in NCAA intercollegiate sport and also Derive some compensation from the value of their brand, so that's a very important issue. Equal pay for women coaches is already an issue. Uh, there, there, there are a number uh, that are out there right now. I'm looking at the opportunity for. Uh, athletes to share the wealth they produce as, I think, the next hot-button issue.
0: And Linda Green, you've touched on your interest in diversity, equity, and inclusion before, and you've been the chief diversity officer at two institutions, the University of Wisconsin-Madison and the University of California-San Diego, and you're a noteworthy scholar and commentator in this area. How will your commitment to DEI shape your vision as dean of MSU Law?
1: In a nation, that is becoming ever more diverse, our future competitiveness and excellence as a nation, uh, as a state, uh, as a university, depends upon our capacity to educate a diverse population of students. That is the only way that we are going to be able to draw on all of our talent for our creative, scientific, and social science advancements. I see our diversity as our future excellence and I plan to collaborate with my colleagues at the College of Law and also at MSU on a vision of excellence through diversity.
0: That's Linda Green. She's the new dean of MSU College of Law and I I know Linda you're just getting started but as you're thinking ahead what are some of your maybe short and long-term goals for the college?
1: I'll start with a couple of goals that may seem a little bit unique to the College of Law, but I think they're really important for this audience to understand. The College of Law is accredited uh, by two bodies one is the American Bar Association, and the other one is the American Association of Law Schools. This coming academic year, 21 22, The College of Law must engage in something called a self-study. That is a comprehensive review of every aspect of the College of Law's operation. And that review then becomes the basis for the ABA and the American Association of Law Schools review of the college in 22-23. So that is definitely on my front burner, our front burner, I should say. In addition, during the next academic year, we will complete a College of Law strategic plan The ABA requires that we complete a strategic plan in conjunction with our self-study review. But more importantly, the provost and I agreed that during my first year, we would conduct a strategic planning process so that we can identify our College of Law strategic priorities for the next 10 years. In that strategic planning process, we will be taking into account the strategic priorities of the university's strategic plan, which is close to completion, but we'll also be establishing our own strategic priorities for the next decade. So those two are very important priorities, the self-study and also the completion of a visionary strategic plan for the next 10 years of the College of Law. We also have a priority to participate in important campus-wide projects and initiatives. For example, there are some emerging opportunities to make ethics a significant focus in education at MSU. I'm already working with the dean of the business school and also the dean of arts and letters on that project. We have some joint degree programs such as law and business and others. We want to expand those opportunities. We have a food law program, an online food law program that is very, very successful. That's an area of strength where I know that we want to expand. We have programs with other colleges, such as James Madison, where students can complete their law degree and undergraduate degree in six years rather than seven, those are already underway, but we really want to make them uh, much more robust programs and expand the manner in which the law college and the other colleges cooperate for the benefit of our undergraduate students as well as other graduate students on campus. It's really important that we recruit a more diverse cohort of students from every corner of the state and, of course, around the world and the country. This is going to be more important because the American Bar Association is actually considering a a standard for accreditation that will focus on the diversity of the student body, as well as we'll focus on the diversity of the staff and faculty. And so diversity is going to be not only important to our service to the state, but it's also going to be important to our success in our review process upcoming. We of course want to be sure we're providing service to every corner of the state. Some of our clinics are actually engaged in that enterprise, but we need to do more. I talk about uh, making sure that the College of Law is a significant presence in our historic home, which was in Metro Detroit, all the way up to the peninsula. We are Michigan's law school, and we need to serve all of Michigan's people. I want to work closely with our alums. They have so much to offer to our current students. And we also wanna be sure that we understand their needs and that we are supporting their development throughout the arc of their legal careers. Of course, a priority is to raise private money to support the College of Law. We have had some incredibly generous donors in the past Now we need transformative financial support to retain and recruit faculty. We also need transformative scholarship support to maintain access and affordability to legal education. And those are just a few of the priorities that are on my radar. I'll be working with the faculty the staff and the students in the coming year to develop a shared vision for the future excellence of the College of Law. And I really do look forward to that work.
0: Well, Dean Green, uh, I know we could have probably an entire conference on this, but I'm wondering, you know, what's the state of the legal profession your graduates are entering? How have legal education and the legal profession evolved over the years? What does the future look like?
1: Legal education is more important than ever. Every controversy, every challenge uh, in which our society is embroiled has a legal dimension from George Floyd to COVID-19 to the disputes over executive power. There's so many areas of society in which law plays an important role, I outlined some of those. And so this ha- is probably one of the most important times for people to attend law school and to become lawyers. So the law is important. What are some things that have changed? Well, of course, uh, the legal profession and legal education have had a number of ups and downs, We had a diminishment of demand for legal education after the crash of 2008. And then what we're now seeing is a surge in interest in legal education, but It's not just an interest in the legal education of the past, but a legal education that focuses on the most important issues in society. I outlined some of them, issues of intellectual property, uh, issues of corporate governance and accountability, issues of racial justice, issues of accountability in civil rights and many other areas. All of these issues are so important in society, and they are fueling in in if I could say the challenge that we face in our communities, in our country, around the world. The challenges that we face are significant, but those challenges are fueling uh, much greater interest in the study of law than ever before. And the challenge of a law school, of course, is to make sure that we prepare our students to address these ever more complex problems. I look at the legal education as the beginning of a long process in which our graduates will have to learn and relearn and acquire new information in order to serve people effectively across a 50-year career. Many of them will practice law for 50 years or more. So how do we Uh, provide a legal education that provides a foundation, not only in the areas that are currently important, but also the kind of foundation that will enable our graduates to be lifelong learners and leaders in the field of law. So there's just more opportunity than ever. uh, Very exciting. And, And I would argue that at every stage of our country's development, Law has always played an important role. It is the responsibility of the College of Law to provide the kind of legal education foundation that will not only prepare students to hit the ground running as lawyers today, but also to be leaders, policymakers, and servants throughout their careers. And those careers will extend. 50 years and beyond. So we've got to prepare them to serve the society. And I'm so excited to have the opportunity to do that at MSU College of Law.
0: Well, that's brand new MSU College of Law Dean Linda Green, who's been my guest on this edition of MSU today. And Linda, as we close, just sort of summarize as you get started, what you'd like those joining in on our conversation to take away about you and the college.
1: This College of Law has a history of over a century, and the College of Law has made enormous contributions to the state during that history. This is a new phase of the College of Law's development, and we are very excited to play not only an important role in Michigan State University's activities, but to be an important player in every place in the state, every place, every neighborhood, every community. We want Michigan State College of Law graduates to make a difference. That's our goal.
0: That's MSU College of Law Dean Linda Green and much more about what we've talked about is at law.msu.edu. Linda, thank you for joining us today. Great, thank you. I'm Russ White. This is MSU Today.